Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the radio program from New Heights Show on Education. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights, and it is, in fact, my last radio show, so we'll be talking about that as well, along with today's topic, which is the homework debate in public schools. But before we begin, as always, we do have some announcements. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Now we're going to move right into the topic of the day, which is the homework debate and whether or not homework is being efficiently assigned in public schools and if it is actually beneficial to students. So we're going to talk about a few articles that have both pros and cons of homework, how much homework is too much homework, and what can be done to make homework more efficient and more helpful to the student and actually gain something from that. So we're going to read an article by Johanna Sorrentino. Um, The homework debate and that link to that article is online on our website for you guys to follow along. Every school day brings something new. But there is one status quo most parents accept, homework. The old age practice that makes perfect seems to make sense when it comes to schoolwork. But while hunkering down after dinner among books and worksheets might seem like a natural part of childhood, there's more research now than ever suggesting that it shouldn't be so. Many in the education field today are looking for evidence to support the case for homework, but are coming up empty-handed. Homework is all pain, no gain, says author Alfie Cohn, in his book, The Homework Myth, Cohen points out that no study has ever found a correlation between homework and academic achievement in elementary school, and there's little reason to believe that homework is necessary in high school. In fact, it may even diminish interest in learning, says Cohen. If you, are ever, if you ever had a late night argument with your child about completing homework, you probably know firsthand that homework can be a strain on families. In an effort to reduce that stress, the growing number of schools are banning homework. Mary Jane Sarah is the academic administrator of the Kino School, a private nonprofit K-12 school in Tucson, Arizona, which maintains a no-homework policy across all grades. The purpose of the policy is to make sure learning remains a joy for students, not a second shift of work that impedes social time and creative activity. Sarah says when, when new students are told there will be no homework assignments, they breathe a sigh of relief. Many proponents of the homework of homework argue that life is filled with things you don't like to do and that homework teaches self-discipline, time management, and other non-academic life skills. 
Cone challenges this popular notion. Their kids have no choice in the matter of homework. They're not really exercising judgment and are instead losing their sense of autonomy. At the Kino School, Sarah says children often choose to take their favorite part school home. A lot of what we see kids doing is continuing to write in journals, practicing music with their friends, and taking experiments home to show their parents, she says. Anecdotal information from Kino graduates suggests, suggests that early control over their education continues to serve them well into college. They feel better equipped to manage their time and approach professors with questions more readily. And then there's the issue of standardized testing and in relation to homework. One of the reasons that we continue to dole out mountains of homework, Cohen says, is our obsession with standardized tests. This concern is especially relevant with the latest program for international student assessment results placing American students 25th in math and 21st in science. The standards and accountability craze that has our students in its grip argues for getting tougher with children, making them do more mindless worksheets at earlier ages so that we can score higher in international assessments. Comes as, it's not about learning, it's about winning. Even if we can agree on the importance of kids doing better on tests, Cohen says there is no research to suggest that homework is our ticket to success. Our competitors in the global marketplace are coming up with the same conclusions about homework. A recent comparative study of children in China, Japan, and two U.S. cities shows there is no correlation between time spent on studying and academic achievement. How much is too much homework? So what is the solution to the homework problem? The National Parent Teacher Association suggests children in kindergarten through second grade should do homework for no more than 10 to 20 minutes a day. And for third through sixth graders, the limit is 30 to 60 minutes a day. Cohn says the question isn't just how much homework is too much. Many parents should be delighted if their teachers reduce the amount of homework their children are getting, but he says the quality of those assignments needs to be addressed as well. Some of homework assigned isn't worth two minutes of their children's time, he argues. Cohn believes that the default setting for school should be no homework, but that if evening work was assigned on occasion, it should be for a good reason. That means repetitive practice problems from 500-page textbooks should be tossed out the window. Instead, Cohn says parents should be asking two fundamental questions in regards to their children's assignments. Number one, does this assignment make children more excited about the topic and learning in general? And number two, does this assignment help kids to think more deeply about questions that matter? What you can do as a parent, for parents who want to probe deeper into the quality of homework their child is getting, Cohn says the first step is to check the school's policy. In the case where poorly designed homework is being given, it's time to talk to the teacher, sit down with the principal, and write a letter to the editor and or speak up at the next student, next school board meeting. It makes sense to do this with other parents, he says. Ten parents saying that homework does more harm than good are hard to ignore. Wherever the homework debate goes next, be it the front pages or the back burner, it's worth taking a moment to examine if we're asking the right questions about our children's education. The good news is it's never too late to start. Now we're going to get a little bit more in depth for the case for and against homework. Um, just the previous article obviously was very biased against homework. But we're going to get into the actual research studies of how the general effectiveness of homework is in student achievement and how the number of hours of studying versus achievement kind of reflect that efficiency. 
Homework has been a perennial topic of debate in education, as we just discussed, and attitudes towards it have been cynical, especially of late. Throughout the first few decades in the 20th century, educators commonly believed that homework helped create disciplined minds. But by 1940, growing concern that homework interfered with other home activities sparked a reaction against it. This trend was reversed in 19, the late 1950s when the Soviets launched of Sputnik, led to concern of US, that the U.S. education system lacked rigor, or viewed more rigorous homework as a partial solution to the problem. By 1980, the trend had reversed again, with some leaning learning theorists, theorists claiming that homework could be detrimental to students' mental health. And since then, impassioned arguments for and against homework have continued to proliferate. We now stand at an interesting intersection in the evolution of the homework debate. Arguments against homework are becoming louder and more popular as evidenced by several recent books as well as an editorial in Time magazine that presented these arguments as truth without much discussion of alternative perspectives. At the same time, the number of studies have provided growing evidence for the usefulness of homework when employed effectively. The case for homework. Homework is typically defined as any task assigned to students by school teachers that are meant to be carried out during non-school hours. A number of synthesis studies have been conducted on homework, spanning a broad range of methodologies and levels of specificity. Some are quite general and mixed results from experimental studies with correlational studies. Two meta-analyses, analyses by Cooper and colleagues in a 1989 study and 2006 study are the most comprehensive and rigorous. The 1989 meta-analysis reviewed to the 1930s. The 2006 study reviewed research from 1987 to 2003, commenting on studies that attempted to examine the casual relationship causal relationship between homework and student achievement by comparing experimental homework and control no homework group. With only rare ex exceptions, the relationship between the amount of homework students do and their achievement outcomes was found to be positive and statistically significant. Therefore, we, it, we think it not to be imprudent based on the evidence at hand to conclude that doing homework causes improved academic achievement. And through the link that we have to this article on our site, you can actually see this chart of outcomes from the study and the overall effectiveness of homework. So definitely check that out when you do have a chance. Now we're going to move kind of into what the research there is out there for the case against homework. Although the research support for homework is compelling, the case against homework is also popular. The end of homework how Homework Disrupts Families, Overburdens Children, and Limits Learning by Kravlek and Brule in 2000, considered by many to be the first high-profile attack on homework, asserted that homework contributes to a corporate-style competitive U.S. culture that overvalues work to the detriment of personal and familial well-being. The authors focused particularly on the harm to economically disadvantaged students, who are unintentionally penalized because their environments often make it almost impossible to complete assignments at home. The authors called for people to unite against homework and to lobby for extended school day instead. A similar call to action came from Bennett and Kalish in a 2006 study, The Case Against Homework, How Homework is Hurting Our Children and What We Can Do About It. 
These authors criticized both the quantity and quality of homework. They provided evidence that too much homework harms students' health and family time. And they asserted that teachers are not well-trained in how to assign effective homework. The authors suggested that individuals and parent groups should insist that teachers reduce the amount of homework, design more valuable assignments, and avoid homework altogether over breaks and holidays. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. In the third book, The Homework Myth, Why Our Kids Get Too Much of a Bad in from 2006, Cohn, the author that we talked about in the previous article, took direct aim at the research on homework. In this book and in a recent article, he became quite personal in his condemnation of the researchers. For example, referring to Harris Cooper, the lead author of the two leading meta-analyses on homework, he noted, a careful reading of Cooper's own studies revealed further examples of his determination to massage the numbers until they yield something or anything on which to construct a defense of homework for younger children. He also attacked a section on homework in our book, Classroom Instruction That Works, in 2001. Cohen concluded that research fails to demonstrate homework's effectiveness as an instructional tool and recommended changing the default state from an expectation that homework will be assigned to an expectation that homework will not be assigned. According to Cohen, teachers should only assign homework when they can justify the assignments are beneficial ideally involving students in activities appropriate for the home, such as performing an experiment in the kitchen, cooking, doing crossword puzzles with the family, watching educational TV shows, or reading. Finally, Kona urged teachers to involve students in deciding what homework and how much they should do. Some of Kona's recommendations have merit. For example, it makes good sense to only assign homework that is beneficial to student learning instead of assigning homework as a matter of policy. Many of those who conduct research on homework explicitly or implicitly recommend this practice. However, his misunderstanding or misrepresentation of the research brings an inaccurate message that research does not support homework. The dangers of ignoring the research on a grade level, although teachers across K through 12 spectrum commonly assign homework, Research has produced no clear-cut consensus on the benefits of homework at an early elementary, at early elementary grade levels. In his early meta-analysis, Cooper reported in 1989 the reported following effect on different grades. And you can see this in the chart when you get to uh, the article online. Now we're going to kind of discuss sent on homework and the parental involvement and going beyond the research and how to help make homework a more beneficial part of students' time in school. One of the more contentious issues in the homework debate is the amount of time students should spend on homework. The Cooper Synthesis in 1989 reported that for junior high school students, the benefits increased as time increased up to one to two hours of homework a night, and then decrease. 
The Cooper, Robinson, and Patal 2006 study reported similar findings. Seven to 12 hours of homework per week produced the largest effect size for 12th grade students. Researchers suggested that for 12th graders, the optimum amount of homework might lie between 1.5 and 2.5 hours per night. But they cautioned that no hard and fast rules are warranted from this research. Still, researchers have offered various recommendations. For example, Brandon Brophy in 2003 cautioned the teacher, that teachers must not assign too much homework. They suggested that homework must be realistic in length and difficulty given to students' abilities to work independently. Thus, five to 10 minutes per subject might be appropriate for fourth graders, whereas 30 to 60 minutes might be appropriate for college-bound high school students. Even for these older students, too much homework may diminish its effectiveness or become counterproductive. In a Cooper 2007 study, suggested that research findings support the common 10-minute rule, which states that all daily homework assignments combined should take about as long as 10 minutes multiplied by the student's grade level to complete. He added that when required reading is included as a type of homework, the 10-minute rule might be increased to 15 minutes. Focusing on the amount of time students spend on homework, however, may miss the point. A significant proportion of the research on homework indicates that the positive effects of homework relate to the amount of homework that the student completes rather than the amount of time spent on the homework or the amount of homework actually assigned. Thus, simply assigning homework may not produce the desired effect in fact, ill-structured homework might even have a negative effect on student achievement. Therefore, teachers must carefully plan and assign homework in a way that maximizes the potential for student success. Finally, parent involvement. Another question regarding homework is the extent to which schools should involve parents. Some studies have reported minimal positive effects or even negative effects for parental involvement. In addition, many parents report that they feel unprepared to help their children with homework and their, that their efforts to help frequently cause stress. Teen and colleagues conducted a series of studies to identify the conditions under which parental involvement enhances homework, and they recommend interactive homework in which parents receive clear guidelines spelling out their role. Teachers do not expect parents to act as experts regarding content or attempt to teach the content. Parents ask questions that help students clarify and summarize what they've learned. And in a good and brophy study from 2003 provided the following recommendations regarding parental involvement in homework as well. Especially useful for parent-child relations purposes are assignments calling for students to show or explain their written work or other products completed at school to their parents and get their reactions, or to interview their parents, develop information about parental experiences or opinions related to the topic studied in social studies. Such assignments cause students and their parents or other family members becoming, to become engaged in conversations that relate to academic curriculum and thus extend the student's learning. Furthermore, because these are less likely to be genuine these are like, more likely to be genuine conversations rather than more formally structured teaching and learning tasks, excuse me, both parents are, and children are likely to experience them as enjoyable rather than threatening. So just to sum up kind of what we talked about, I know it's very research dense, but basically there has been obvious correlation between homework and the achievement of students. And I personally believe that effective homework, um, one that assignments that help you practice what you're learning 
especially in math and science, really helps you to understand the topic better and to perform better. But I do understand that there are certain uh, certain homework assignments that are detracting um, from students' ability to learn and do other things outside of school, especially those that are just kind of busy work or not interesting or not really beneficial to the child. And it can create a lot of stress, especially for younger children um, who haven't quite developed their ability to discipline themselves and to sit down for long periods of time and complete that homework. So I think the best message to take away from this is to have appropriate assignments for students, to not ban homework completely, but to focus on the quality of homework and focus more on the quality than the amount. Because obviously, as we discussed, after a certain point, it just becomes straining on the student and they don't really quite get much out of it. And in my personal opinion, I do think homework is definitely necessary uh, if it's quality homework and it can really it really helps you to practice the topic and understand the topic a lot better and be prepared for class um, the next day or whenever you have that class. So now, on a more personal note, I get to talk a little bit about my last show here, um, working for New Heights, volunteering for New Heights, and it's been a great, great experience. I've been on the radio show for, I think, about two years now, and I remember when I initially started, I was very, very nervous about it, um, and we've had some great, great shows. I've learned a lot from being on the shows and doing research about different topics in education, and it's really helps me to kind of open up and be more comfortable speaking about education and just learning different things that I personally had no idea about coming in as a volunteer, um, interested in education, but not really, you know, well-read on issues in education. So it's been a great experience. I've enjoyed it so much. And we definitely encourage volunteers who are interested in being on our radio show, um, you know, to definitely Get in contact with New Heights Education. Again, you can call our number 419-786-0247, or you can email us at newheightseducation at yahoo.com if you're interested in being a radio host, if it's something that you enjoy doing, if you enjoy public speaking, or if you enjoy researching topics in education, or if there's just things that you're passionate about in education that you want to share with other people, we definitely encourage you to join our um, family as it is on Blog Talk Radio and New Heights. It's been a great experience, as I said, and uh, me kind of graduate from this experience, but I know that New Heights uh, will always have a great place in my heart, and uh, I've just gained so much from working with New Heights, and ever grateful to Pamela Clark and all those that I've worked with over the course of the years that I've been volunteering for New Heights. And, of course, I, I hope to stay in touch with New Heights and continue to be up to date with how they're doing and to obviously advocate for them and speak about them and things like that. But, uh, unfortunately, at this time with my college career, you know, things come up and you kind of have to move on from things that you've done before. But the experience has been wonderful, and I know I've said that a thousand times already, but it really, truly has been a great, great, great experience. It's been great to be here and volunteer for New Heights. We hope you enjoyed today's show. 
Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.